Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is a program designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to the fourth season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Tales from the Trenches, and today I have two terrific guests. More babies are born with congenital heart defects and living to adulthood than ever before. There are over 2 million people in the United States alone with congenital heart defects. Clearly, our population is growing older and older, which is why today's show is so important. Today's show is entitled Living with Congenital Heart Defects, and our guests are Mary Kay and Ted Klein. Mary Kay and Ted Klein are parents to Karen, John, and Kevin. Karen Klein McNulty was born with truncus arteriosus type 3 with an absent right pulmonary artery. She never had surgery. Karen was one of three co-founders and the first president of the Adult Congenital Heart Association, also fondly known as the ACHA. The office for the ACHA was in Mary Kay and Ted's home from 1997 when it started until 2004. The ACHA was incorporated in 1998. Karen passed away in 2005. In her memory, Mary Kay and Ted have created memorial events. This year, with the help of Cooperative Metropolitan Ministries, there will be a day-long conference in the Boston area. That will be May 16, 2015. Mary Kay and Ted will also walk in the annual Congenital Heart Walk in Boston on April 27, 2015, where they'll be walking as Karen's team. Mary Kay and Ted are proud grandparents and grateful that their sons are heart healthy. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Mary Kay and Ted. Glad to be here. Thank you. Nice to talk with you. Oh, I'm just so excited. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're both here. Mary Kay, I have known you for such a long time and readers of Baby Hearts Press books. I'm sure you're going to recognize this name because Mary Kay wrote for the heart of a mother. So let's just have a brief discussion about the year that Karen was born and why she never had surgery. Karen was born in 1973, before the era of ultrasounds and a lot of the medical technology that we have today. So when she was born, we had no idea that she had a heart defect. She turned blue shortly after she was born, but that seemed to go away, and they sent us home. And she was fine until she was about two months old when she developed pneumonia and congestive heart failure. They told us at the time that they didn't know how long she would survive, that many children in that situation didn't live to be a year old, but that if she lived to be two, they would attempt to do surgery. 
she was diagnosed as having a double outlet right ventricle, and they said the surgery itself was very difficult, and she would have a 50-50 chance of surviving it. She did make it through that first year and got to the point where they were thinking about doing the surgery. She was still very tiny, not much bigger than she was as a newborn. She really didn't grow very much, although she could talk a blue streak. And they found out that the diagnosis was wrong, that she had truncus type 3, and there really wasn't a good surgery at that time to fix it. They said there were some people who were doing experimental surgeries, but the chance that she could survive surgery was so minimal that they wouldn't recommend it and that we should take her home and take care of her for as long as she would survive, which they thought was not going to be very long. Fortunately, she lived for about 30 years to the day from the time they told us that, and she accomplished tremendous things in those 30 years. She really did. She has touched so many people. We were just talking about that before the show started, and I had the good fortune of meeting Karen myself a couple of times. She came to Texas once, and I went to Boston twice, and she was just such an amazing young woman. I feel so blessed that I got a chance to meet her. And when I met her, she was in her 20s. And to have never had had surgery, it just amazed me. She was one of the first people that I ever met who was living with a congenital heart defect, but who had not had corrective surgery. And her lips were blue, her fingertips were blue, <laughs> much bluer yep. than what I was used to seeing. And yet she had such a beautiful smile and she had such a lovely spirit that after a short time, that image went away and instead her effervescent personality came through, and that's what's shown. Well, Ted, some of our listeners may recognize your name, too, because you contributed to The Heart of a Father, and you wrote such a beautiful tribute to Karen in the book. Why don't you tell us about the events that you and Mary Kay have created in Karen's memory in the last few years? Okay, one of the things we've been doing is having these yearly conferences, and the one we're going to be talking about is the latest of, I think, a sequence of eight, and also... Last few years, we've had Karen's team as part of the ACHA Heart Walk in the Boston area, and we also have a memorial scholarship at her high school. She was an art student in high school, so we've created like a scholarship for a student in the arts, and it's given out each year. The big thing right now is coming up would be the Heart Walk and then this conference in May. Okay, that's great. That's great. So I was stating before we actually came on the air how I still feel Karen is part of our lives. Even though she's not with us physically, her spirit is so pervasive. (laughs) I still feel like in some ways she's with us. Don't you feel that way too, Ted and Mary Kay? Always, always. Oh, yes, all the time. Very much so. And there's so many people that she interacted with or inspired who are still in touch with us pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I love about Facebook, Mary Kay, is that we can keep in touch with each other. And for those of you who have been with us through this journey for the last couple of decades, we even have a seasoned heart parents page <laughs> where, we, where we parents who have been around for a while get to talk with each other and reminisce about certain things, and that's kind of fun. Well, Mary Kay, you said in your bio that Karen was one of three co-founders of the ACHA. Can you tell me who the other two co-founders were? Sure. Anthony Cordero and Bonnie Paulson. Anthony is now a doctor. He's, I believe, a child psychiatrist. Bonnie completed nursing school 
and is a nurse. They met online, and mm-hmm. in the summer of 1997, Ted and I were away for a couple of days. I can't remember why. And we came back, and the three of them, along with their friend Tanya de Herrera, were sitting on the couch in our living room talking about this organization. And I have a picture of that, and I always look at that and think, that was when it really started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Anthony from Texas? Isn't that why Karen came to Texas? That's exactly why, yep. And Bonnie was from Western Mass. Yep, Uh and so we set up the office in our home where it was until 2004. Yeah, it's just such an incredible story. Talk about something starting at the grassroots and really with a very small cohort. But I believe those three individuals had such great vision seeing how the adult congenital heart community was really starting to grow and because of the internet and Karen was such a big part of this too because she was right there when the internet was starting to become more popular that we could reach out all across the world to one another and talk with each other in a way that we had never been able to talk with each other before. Ted, the ACHA has come a long way since Karen first dreamed of this organization. Can you tell our listeners how you think Karen would feel about the direction you see the ACHA headed today? I think she'd be very happy. They're moving into a new office in Philadelphia, much more of a professional-type office, and they have some new leadership, new directors, and I think they're doing more with working with different local groups and supporting different kinds of events, conferences like ours, more heart walks, and just a lot of different things, continuing building networks. So it's a lot bigger than what was in our house for a long time. We're centered in our house. You know. Well, things have grown and things have changed, but, yeah, their website is awesome, and I love how they have the upcoming events. You can find out what's going on, if, if anything is happening near you, and how exciting that they're moving into a more professional building. I can see where Karen would just be thrilled. Oh, yes, yes. Don't you think so, Mary Kay? I do, and they're having an opening of the office where they're inviting people in first week of May this year in 2015, and they've asked us Mm -hmm. to bring a painting of Karen's to exhibit. She was a painter in addition to all of the other things, so we're donating a painting to that effort, and I'm really excited about going to the office opening. I'm just really pleased to see the progress that ACHA has made. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes, I'm so happy. I know Karen would be so happy, too, to know that her parents are still being involved and are still in touch, and they're honoring her in that way. To have one of her paintings there, that is wonderful. I hope you guys will take pictures and put them on Facebook. Well, I can't believe it, but it's already time for our first commercial break, so don't leave yet. Coming up next, we'll be talking with Mary Kay and Ted about the 2015 event that will be conducted in Karen's honor. So find out who the guest speakers will be and how you can attend this great conference. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. 
Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Today's show is entitled Living with Congenital Heart Defects, and our guests are Mary Kay and Ted Klein. We just finished talking to Mary Kay and Ted about Karen, her heart defect, and how she was a co-founder of the Adult Congenital Heart Association. And now we're going to talk about the event that is being done in Karen's honor. And Mary Kay, you just told me during the break that not only is this conference being held in Karen's honor, but also in honor of some other people. Would you like to tell us who we'll be mentioning? Sure. There were a number of people in the Boston area whom I consider pioneers who really helped with the beginning of the organization, with starting the newsletter with the first conference, which was held in 2000. All of them have passed on now, but in all our publicity for the conference, we mention all of their names and not just Karen's. So if I could mention them briefly now, sure. Nick Alfieri. Absolutely. Nick Alfieri, Diane Clapp, Roger Egan, Martin Miller, Jay Reardon, Lori Tobin, George Warren, and Heidi Wilkinson. An amazing group of people, and I'm happy that we have the opportunity to mention them all. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Ted, can you tell us a little bit about the conference this year, where it will be held, and who can attend? Okay, it's going to be held in a hotel that we've used several times in Waltham, Massachusetts. And it's open to anyone. Anybody who's interested can come. Probably we'll be having, as with the other conferences, a lot of adults with CHD, some family members, some medical, other health professionals, and some people who are just friends or are drawn to the idea. But we're looking forward to it as, again, a chance for people to network and to talk with one another and have ideas shared. Again, mm-hmm. something she very much approve of. We organized a conference when she was living, too, back at Children's Hospital in Boston. And this is sort of somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. Is there a place where we can register online for the conference? Yes. You can register at http colon backslash backslash. And all of these letters that follow are lowercase. C-M-M, body, mind, spirit. All one word. C-M-M, body, mind, spirit, dot eventbrite.com. Okay, great. And I will have a link to that on the Heart to Heart with Anna website as well. So for those of you who don't have pen and paper handy, don't worry. You can just go to hearttoheartwithanna.com and look in the shows section. Look up this show, Living with Congenital Heart Defects, and we'll have that link live. So you can just click on the link and register for this awesome conference. Mary Kay, can you tell us the topics that will be discussed during the conference and who the guest speakers will be? Yes. We're going to have four separate sessions in the conference. The first one is going to be on ACHD care, recent advances and future possibilities. The speaker is Sasha Optowski, who is a doctor with the Boston Adult Congenital Heart Service and an amazing guy. The second session will be on spirituality and chronic illness. The questions are religion, hope, coping mechanism, wishful thinking. And the speaker is Paul Thayer, who's chair of child life and family studies at Wheelock College. And then after lunch, when everybody's sitting around happy and full, (laughs) we'll all have to get up and do a little exercise. Disty Pearson from the Boston Adult Congenital Heart Service is going to do a session on exercise, just do it. At one time, it was thought the best thing for adults with CHD was to do as little as possible, not to exercise, not to be active. But that's changed, Mm -hmm. and she's going to talk about that. And I think that's very important. And then our final session is a panel of adults living with CHD. The title is Coping, Living with a Chronic Illness, 
what helps and what hurts. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Wow, you have an all-star lineup, don't you? We do. We're very lucky. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. This just sounds amazing, and I well, love how you come are. Stay with you us. You are. Can. <laughs> you can go. I love you, Mary Kay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just love you guys. I was just talking with Mary Kay and Tim before we came on the air, saying how I was at the very first one, and I haven't had a chance to go back since I live all the way in Texas. It's quite a trek for me to make it to Karen's conference every year. But every year, you always put together some amazing people, and. I just am so impressed with how you always have a holistic approach. It's not just about the health care. It's also about the spirituality. It is also about who they are as a person, what they're interested in, aside from their CHD, because we parents work so hard not to let our children's congenital heart defect define who they are. It's just part of who they are. That's right. I think the holistic approach is really important. They're not just... Yeah bodies with certain special characteristics, but whole human beings, mind, body, and spirit. And it's important to see that. And isn't that pretty much what you call the conference every year? Yes. Because I remember that name before. (laughs) Yes, adults living with congenital heart defects, body, mind, and spirit. Yes. Right, right. And emphasis on living with the condition. Right, and like Mary Kay and I were saying before we started the show, this is a chronic illness. This is not something that's going to go away. It is something that is with you forever. And I think that it is important to consider spiritually how this affects you. I know a lot of people go into a major state of depression at one time or another when they're dealing with their illness. Of course, it affects the caregivers as well. It affects the siblings. This affects us in so many ways. And I don't see how you can live with a life and death illness like congenital heart defects without it affecting your spirituality. And yet, I think it can help you to come to a much deeper understanding of your feelings than when you are oblivious to the fact that people are living with life and death situations like this. Well, Ted, what's the most important thing you want people to know about the conference this year in 2015? I think it's just an opportunity to network, to learn, to share to hear from a variety of different people, from different perspectives, and mm-hmm. begin with the idea of being a whole person, regardless of where one may be coming from, whether a person has CHD, whether they're a professional, whether they're just somebody who's interested in learning more about it. I think anybody would be welcome from any point of view. And I love that because you do, you have doctors, you have people who are spiritual, who are also there, and a lot of ACHDers. I mean, I got a chance to meet so many people, and when Mary Kay was listing the names of the people who this is in honor of, as well as Karen, I recognized some of those names because I know I had a chance to meet some of those people when I attended your conference before, so it touches my heart. And I think that it is definitely a worthwhile venture, and I am going to see if I have enough miles to be able to come. (laughs) Oh, wow, that would be cool. That would be lovely. Wow. I would love to see you all again and visit with some of these other people. And the guest speakers you have sound amazing. I think this is something I need to be part of. So, Well, oh, my goodness, it's time for us to go to another commercial break. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have Ted and Mary Kay share some parting words of advice with our listeners. So come right back. 
Hannah Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Today's show is entitled Living with Congenital Heart Defects, and my two guests are dear, dear friends, Mary Kay and Ted Klein. And I want to thank you both one more time for coming on the show today. It has been so much fun catching up with you. Well, it's been great to be with you. It's been great, really great. I know it's been a long time since we've talked like this. I mean, Mary Kay and I sometimes talk a little bit on Facebook, but we haven't had a chance to actually be on the phone talking with each other, so this is so much fun. Well, during this last segment, I like to ask my guests if there's something special that they would like to mention that we didn't get a chance to mention in the first two segments, and so I'll give you that chance to let me know if there's something you want to share, and then I do have two more questions for you. So, Mary Kay, I'll start with you. Is there anything that we haven't had a chance to share that you would like to share first? Well, I think we've said this sort of in a roundabout way, but I think one of the important things about living with any chronic illness, and CHD in particular, is knowing that you're not alone. I think that was the impetus behind starting ACHA. I think it's important for parents and family members, too, to know that there are other people going through the same situation and to reach out and connect with them. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't agree more. In fact, my first season, that was the theme, You Are Not Alone, <laughs> because oh, I do the, think that I is something. I know that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, I think that's something that all of us suffer from is that feeling of isolation, that feeling of loneliness, and like nobody else can possibly understand what you're going through. And I think that's why it's so powerful when we community members meet each other. This is such an important part of our lives that you feel an instant kinship to each other. Don't you think, Mary Kay? Yes. Yes, I do. And we've had so many comments from people who've said, I never met anyone before who had a CHD, and when I did, the whole world seemed different. I wasn't isolated. I wasn't alone, and that's tremendously important. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you're my heart sister, Mary Kay. Well, I think you are. (laughs) And and Ted's my heart brother because, I mean, gosh, we've known each other now for almost 20 years. Isn't it hard to believe that? Wow. Our time flies, yes. I know, because I got online when Alex was two, and Alex will be 21 this year. And you two were some of the first people who I met, and Karen. And I met you through Karen. I actually met Karen before I met you. And so, yeah, it seems surreal that we've known each other that long. And yet, I feel like you two have always been part of my life. Isn't that funny? Well, Ted, was there anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't get a chance to say in the first two segments? I think I'm okay with what we've already shared, and I just repeat what Mary Kay just said about the importance of not feeling alone, because I know we surely did, like when we had Karen to begin with right. in those early years, and it was amazing when she, mainly through the Internet, started connecting with people, mm-hmm. and we started finding out yeah. about uh, other people who had CHD and other parents. Mary Kay and Ted, have you two met many parents whose children had uncorrected congenital heart defects? I can only think of one, um, mm-hmm. one set of parents with that. It, it seems like a time. very small subset. 
Yeah, I think at one time it was much more prevalent because they didn't have the surgical techniques or even the diagnostic techniques. I mean, things about how Karen's defect was misdiagnosed in the beginning. You know, she was born in 1973, and it's hard to realize that was over 40 years ago. The progress has been tremendous. But I do know Mm -hmm. one other set of parents who have a daughter who's in her 50s who's uncorrected, and I'm sure there's some out there, but it is a small subset. I agree. Yeah, it seems like such a small group of our community, and I think they probably feel even more isolated and more alone than those of us like me. I mean, I was in the hospital with Alex while he was having his three open-heart surgeries, and so I did have a chance to connect with the nurses and the doctors and the other parents. And parents whose children haven't been corrected, they have even less of an opportunity to reach out and be with people who have been in their circumstances. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, so what I would like to know is the best advice you could offer adults with congenital heart defects regarding reaching out to others and being involved in the adult congenital heart defect community, because that's different than what we see happening with the babies all the time. And Mary Kay, I'll start with you. Well, I think it's tremendously important. I think one of the difficult times in the lives of both adults with congenital heart defects and parents is when they move into adulthood. I think Mm -hmm. many, many of them want to think, well, I'm fixed, that's it, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Parents tend to be a lot of times overprotective. It's hard when any of your children grow up, but it's especially hard with somebody with a CHD, and there's a lot of adjusting back and forth that has to go on as they move on into adulthood. And we're very lucky that Karen, as an adult, had a wonderful marriage with James McNulty, and there was a lot of mutual support in that that was very, very important. And I felt more relaxed when I realized the two of them were together and how happy they were together, which makes it all the more difficult that she passed on. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Because we had James, too, and we know how hard it was for him as well. But what a beautiful marriage that was. It was a beautiful thing to witness, to see the two of them together. Ted, what advice would you offer people? Uh, The main thing is to just keep uh, searching out more connections like in person, online, and continuing to learn. And I think one of the challenges is, Mary Kay mentioned too, that people not being completely fixed, or people maybe who had surgeries have health issues that come up later that they have to then deal with. Again, it's really helpful to have other people to connect with them, dealing with those. And it's also new. People before didn't survive, so like these are pioneers. People living with it, you know, and growing up with it and mm-hmm. being adults with it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well, we only have a minute left. What advice would you offer to parents of adults with congenital heart defects? You two were so fortunate to be able to watch Karen grow up. She earned two college degrees. She got married. She enjoyed a fulfilling career. You were so close to her physically and emotionally. What can we heart parents do to have the same kind of healthy relationship with our children that you have with Karen? That's a hard question to answer. I think (laughs) be supportive of all their activities. When she was younger, we were advocates for her because there were situations where she couldn't walk as far as other kids or she couldn't carry heavy things like other kids or that kind of thing. As she got older, she learned to advocate for herself and just to keep communicating with her. Yes. I think that's really important. Stay in touch, listen, be supportive, and then be willing to kind of back off as they can do more for themselves, Mm -hmm. but still stay connected. Right. 
way, it was it was a blessing because of Karen, who she was, made it a whole lot mm-hmm. you know, easier or less right. hard. Yeah, and she was your firstborn, right? Yes. And it's different. Yeah. We're, we're learning how to be parents with our firstborns, and you were learning how to be parents with a child with a major chronic illness. But I remember being a little in awe of you, Mary Kay, when I first met Karen, that you let your daughter get on a plane and go across the country. <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, I, because my son was still quite young at that time, and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, and she's not with her parents. She's all by herself. And, and I just remember thinking, wow, Ted you guys did exactly what you said. You supported her, you were there for her, and then you let her go. And I think that's why she felt safe to always return back to you because you gave her the skills that she needed to be her own person, and yet you were always there loving her and waiting for her to return. And I've tried to be the same way with Alex, and I'm happy to say that he is back home right now after having gone to school in New York for a couple of years. He's back home, and he's writing a book, and I just love having him home. I just I just love having him home. And it was hard to let him go all the way to New York because that's halfway across the country for me. But I had you all as an example, and I knew that he would be okay. And we had great doctors for him up there in case something would happen. But it feels much better for him to be back home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been so much fun. I hate it that it has to come to an end, but May's not that far away, and it sounds like I might be making a trip and give you guys a hug personally. Oh, wow, well, so that a would be great. Hug. That would be lovely. <laughs> wow. Right, right. Here's a virtual hug for both of you, my dear friends. Thank okay, you so thank much. You. And this. This does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thank you all for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. And until then, please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our website, Heart to Heart with Anna, and you'll find the links that we talked about. We'll have a link to the ACHA for you as well, in case you haven't seen that website. Check out also our Cafe Press Boutique, because that helps to defray the cost of the radio show and make a purchase. And then follow us on Blog Talk Radio and Spreaker. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next week.